0: Thank you. Good morning to our nationwide listeners. It's Justin Terry, your business development manager here at Alta West Capital coming at you live with our second episode of the Modern Alternative podcast. So for those of you uh, that are first time listeners, uh, this podcast series focuses on opportunities to navigate through the mortgage and investment industry here in 2022 while exploring unique challenges and presenting new approaches for new and tenured industry professionals, so I have my co-host. He's a staple here, Armando Deseri, our head of national sales, and I have the pleasure of announcing our special guest here today, Deb White. How are you doing today?
1: I'm fantastic. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we always are looking for interesting people to have on our podcast, so I know Armando was eager and excited to, to ask to see if you would join us, so we're really happy to have you.
1: Well, thank you.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I guess uh, we'll just jump right into it. So, you know, today we're kind of talking about, you know, building a lasting legacy. So, I mean, you've been in the industry for quite some time now. You've had a lot of success, started your own brokerage, but I think people want to know where did it all start? How did you get into the mortgage industry?
1: I thought you said we only had 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, it's an interesting story and it's, it's, uh, Gary Morris always refers to me as the rags to riches story. Um, and it, it's, it's, I started single mom, four kids, and, um, I was working as a realtor's assistant, ironically, and it just wasn't working for me. Um, and so we parted ways i decided i would try being an assistant on my own or part of me a realtor on my own that did not work you know there no i'm not that that way and then i worked for a financial planner and um and while i was there a, a lady came in and did a mortgage and i went huh that was fun i really enjoyed doing that And then I happened to see an ad in the paper. Yes. In the paper, an ad for a job. That's how long back it goes. 1999.
2: I remember those.
1: I I know. Right. (laughs) Black and white. Um, And it was looking for a mortgage broker with a lender. And back then, because I still had my real estate license, back then you could transfer it over. I still had to take a few tests, but so that's how it really started. I, I was with the lender for two years. And then, unfortunately, one of my children was involved in a near fatal car crash. Mm-hmm. So, and where I was working, I was working um, 40 minutes from my home. So, I had to stop working, which, you know, living paycheck to paycheck was very hard, um, but I had to do it. And then I hung my license with a firm in Vernon here. And um, mm-hmm. I, I left that firm and started my own company. Um, two weeks after I actually got married and we had $3,000 in the bank and I went home and I said, honey, I quit. And he said, thank God. So, <laughs> But I left that firm because I didn't like the way the firm was going. I didn't like some of the things they were doing. So I opened up White House with love and a prayer and hope and prayed that the phone was ring. And now I want it to shut up for a bit, but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Now yeah. you got to, that, that, that's great, Deb. And, and, uh, so in your opinion then, yeah. what, what is, what makes a successful mortgage agent today? Passion. That's
1: the, you know, that's the first thing that came into my heart, right, is passion. Um, You you can't just treat it as another transaction because it's not another transaction. I've got clients who started with me at the other firm and they followed me. Um, And so they've been with me for 19 years. And, you know, now their kids are coming to me and they trust me. And it's just the friendship and they know I care. Um, so it's, you just can't be another number, you've got to show the passion, you got to show heart.
2: And that's so true. And, and you know, in a previous podcast, one other thing, it's it's about passion, and you got to you got, you got to love helping people. And if you if you enjoy helping others, this is uh, definitely a, a career that you can do very, very well. So you in know, terms of Yep, yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was, I was just gonna say, you know, earlier on in my career, you know, being a single mom and going through everything. And I remember sending in a credit bureau and like a a contract into a lender and on there was family maintenance from a guy and it was paid off. But the lender called me and said, you know, what a deadbeat, you know, like the family maintenance, what a deadbeat, you know, very judgmental. Didn't want to know the backstory didn't want to know about what happened that actually his ex was an addict and you know, didn't have the kids at all. So it was the whole backstory which I put in the notes. But it was, you know so needless to say, don't really deal with that lender. Um, because it's you know if you're gonna judge right away, and that's what you can't do in this profession either, don't judge because you don't know where their story comes from, how they got from A to B, and until you walk a day in their shoes, don't judge.
2: So true. And knowing the story. And, and, and that's one thing we always tell our broker partners. Just tell us this whole story. Yeah. Tell us the whole yeah. story because lenders want to know, because we'll find out one way or another, we'll find out something, uh, something happened either through their credit or whatever. And, and with social media, you could pretty much find anything today. So just tell us the whole story. Be upfront, yep. and then we'll see if we can do something for that client and work something out. So, I, I totally agree, and uh, that that that's great.
0: I think Armando's favorite sentence is "Every deal is a Picasso." Just paint us that picture. Exactly. And, exactly. I mean, c- coming as a BDM, I mean, there are still agents today where you know they'll send in a deal, and it's literally like, guy buying house wants mortgage and like that's literally it and you know you have to call them is that a problem (laughs) sometimes (laughs) sometimes yeah when they they have a 458 you can score yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow that high
0: 398 that's my record
1: a 333 (laughs) is mine
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so
1: it's, it's you know what I always say, um, like the I, I'm fortunate enough now to have brokers that work with us. And so when we're training them or anything like that, I always say, if you're telling this story, start with the negative. Start with the negative, get that out of the way and then tell the good points, because if you hide the negative at the bottom, they're thinking, oh, why didn't you tell me right at this beginning? Right. So I, I it's what I do start with the negative and with the positive.
2: Very good. And so in terms of your leadership style, uh, how would, how's it, how's it served you in the past?
1: Well, my kids listen to me. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) And so do my grandkids, but um, I, I, you know, my leadership style is I'm just me. Um, But I am firm, I guess, in, in the respect that if, Like for instance, I got shown a T4 that one of my past brokers had presented to a lender and it was not proper. Uh, we presented it to the broker who said, yeah, that's good. He was fired on the spot. So the, I guess the leadership is that my brokers know I have their back. I'm there to support them. Um, and I'm going to set an example. So I'm not going to do bad things. Um, I couldn't anyway. And they kind of see how I lead and they're going to follow me. So they they strive to to be like me. Oh, that sounded egotistical. I'm sorry. But, no. yeah, yeah, you know, it's like they, they say to me, oh, we want to do the numbers that you do. And I said, no, you don't. I'm a freak. So it just, you know, it just be you. And that's, you know, if you is the best that you can do at twenty five million a year, that's fantastic. Or as being you is ten million a year. Fantastic. Just do you. Right. And that's, that's right. and I support my brokers in all way.
2: Well, that, that's a great quality as a leadership leader is is basically given the guidance because everybody's different and nobody can be you. <clears throat> So you have to, as long as you, you can help them and guide them throughout, through the way and, um, and be honest and you, you, know, you walk the walk, um, people respect that. So that that's, uh, says a lot. Is there anything about your leadership that would surprise the audience today about you or your, your style?
1: Well, a lot of people like they only see the facade, right? They only see the exterior. And until you get to know me, you really don't know that I'm quite the goof. (laughs) I've got a a warped sense of humor. um, And uh, like we laugh a lot
0: yeah so i mean along with uh, obviously owning your own brokerage uh you've yeah. recently been appointed president of the CNBA bc chapter so big congrats to that so Thank i mean w- what can we look forward to over the next uh years more specifically with the bc market
1: uh well you know what we're i'm really proud of our board it's an amazing board we're made up of uh, six men and five women and our entire executive is all women. That's the first time in the 31 year history, which I'm so proud of. And um, we're just like digging into the bones and we're asking the brokers, what do you want from us? What do you want to see more from CMBABC? And we're gonna be trying to give it to them. They asked that we moved our our AGM back up to the spring. We are, right? So we're doing a whole bunch of things. We're going to be trying to introduce a whole lot more educational. Um, we're going to be, uh, hopefully, uh, the way things are going, hosting some local events like throughout the throughout British Columbia, um, live events. And we're hoping for a live conference or a golf tournament or something in summer, spring. Uh, so we are hoping for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, COVID, of course, sent us on a little spin but uh, it all depends on how you react to it what you get out of it um we've just hired a new leader so uh, carla giles is our our new executive director and she is uh, amazing she is just going through there getting down to the the bones and the skeleton of it and yeah we're just trying to do a refresh i'm actually heading down to vancouver in two weeks um, just so I can go to the office and be there in person
0: awesome that's awesome now yeah. what would you say um has been the most rewarding part of leading that organization so far
1: the friendship the friendship not only have uh, you know i've got the the i guess the respect and the backing of the brokers because I was elected as president, which is it just warms my heart it was just so rewarding it was it was I can't even explain it, it was just a blessing. But the friendship that has developed with all of us on the board, you know, and they're getting to see what a goof I am. But it's, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, oh yeah, they're like, I can't believe Deb just said that. Yep, yeah, I did, I did. But it's um, it, it's just the friendships. I know that there's gonna be lasting friendships. Cause I was on the board in 2013 and some of those friends that I've made then, we're still you know we're still in contact now so it's it's just you know i don't know the friendship that's the most rewarding thing
2: yeah it's it's definitely uh well it's definitely the the community that we have being in this industry as big as it is it's small and it's uh, yeah. and it's it's almost uh family-like so i i, I could totally get that Now, on the flip side, we'll talk a little bit about the market and BC specifically. It's been hot as uh, the rest of Canada. Where do you see the opportunities in the upcoming areas um, that we should be considering?
1: The market's hot. I've been sitting here with my feet on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) So I have my routine, I get up, I wake up at five, I do my exercise, um, and then I go downstairs and I work out from six to seven get ready for work. And I'm in the office usually by eight. Last night, I was here till 8pm. So it is a very hot, a very brisk market. And of course, with people writing non subject offers, it drives me insane. Um, (laughs) You know, and the no financing. So I at least you know, my clients now Oh, I've got a pre approval, I can go write an offer. No, yes, you can write an offer, but make sure it has a financing condition in there. Because if it doesn't, just because you're approved doesn't mean the house is approved, right? And oh, yeah. I've got a case in point where we've got a development here in Vernon where <laughs> um the insurers so cmhc sage and and c g they wouldn't insure the development. so had my client gone in with only five percent down, she would have been hooped. so thank God she listened to me and didn't <laughs> yeah. um, so it's now I'm getting clients that are sending the application, say, well, can you just send it in in case I get it? Well, that's wasting my time and the lender's time and getting your hopes up. Right. So right. it's, you know, and it's 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 very hard, but it's you know, I try to preempt my client as much as possible. So when they're coming in for a pre-approval, I want to see their pay stub, their T4. I want to see everything up front so I know what I'm dealing with.
2: No, oh, uh, very good. Very good. Uh, advice for sure it, it protects the client and um, and we see it all the time Where we oh, get yeah. all these rush deals um, They fell apart with a bank or a trust yep. company uh, yep. Credit union and um, so for sure So what it's, advice would you sorry go ahead
1: I uh, no, it's, go ahead
2: uh, what, what advice uh, would you give a mortgage professional Professional entering the industry today?
1: Um, don't be bullied you know because you're you know and be the driver right because you are going to have your realtor your your client trying to be the driver of that bus and this is your bus to drive right so you you're the one doing the mortgage so you control that situation and if you let someone else control your situation then you lose it all right That's so right you know, if if this is your deal, like I had a client call me that lost out on a deal because her realtor told her she needed 20% down on that property. She didn't because she was in a a multiple bid situation. My other client actually got the bid and I got it done with 5% down. So her realtor cost her that deal. So with that client, I said, let the realtor do the real estate stuff. I'm not going to step on his toes and I will do the mortgage stuff so that's the only thing i can tell you know new professionals coming in here be control of your own situation don't let anyone else run it. that's
2: right because you are the professional yeah right yeah uh, for sure and so in, in, in alta west being a a mic in, in the alternative uh space where do you see this space in general you know five years ten years down the road the the, the mic and the private lending side how much of an impact do you think that's going to be in, in the marketplace?
1: You know, ironically, when I started in this industry in 1999, I did work for a Mick. Um, So it gives me a little bit of flavor for both sides. So it's quite interesting. Right. Um, and the Mick back then was used for you know, the hard deals that couldn't get done through anything like that. And now with the self-employed programs, you know, they're harder and harder. Um, I'm using Mix more myself now as well. And, you know, the B plus lenders and the B lenders and the C lenders. So we're definitely seeing a bigger number of that coming to fruition you guys could just lower your rates just a little bit just that'd be really good you know like you know like we'll do something five we'll do... would be good or you know four nine five would be good you just saying well, we
2: we saying. have a five you're welcome <laughs>
1: <little> brokers <laughs> what
2: we have a five one four rate
1: for what up to 40 percent loan to value up
2: to 65.
1: 65. Oh, okay <laughs> in bigger areas right
2: it, well well let's talk Let's <laughs> How
1: about for my population of 40,000?
2: 40, oh, 40,000 is yeah, big.
0: Okay. We'll look at that. We'll look at that. Oh, for
1: sure. For sure. Oh, okay. You know this is being recorded, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this, this is why we need people like you to let us know where we should be lending, you know, what are those hot markets now? Cuz everyone's starting to move further and further out of the GVA, out of Victoria, onto the island into interior. So,
1: yeah. that's right. Yeah. We've and got like, like Vernon is so hot right now. And you know, when I look at my numbers and what I did last year and no, I will not share that. Um and the number of deals that I did, like the number of units it, it's crazy because then I look at it and it's like, well, how many of that was actually in Vernon? And I, 95% of it was in Vernon.
2: Right.
1: So looking at that, you know, it's, it's a hot, well, when I say Vernon, I mean like surrounding area as well, like Lumbee, Vernon, Armstrong, you know, mm-hmm. Enderby, that kind of area. Right. Um, and it's, it's a hot, hot market. It's really hot. It's, it's so laid back here that it, it's people are, finding that out and it's like well no go away it's laid back here (laughs) it's uh it's a nice sleepy community that's that's lovely with the lakes and the golf courses yeah
2: well we're seeing that uh definitely and especially um, i'm based out of ontario as soon as you get outside the gta it is exploding pricing uh cottages we finance cottages and and small town areas just like in 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 bc and And it's just, it's on fire. Um, People, it's affordability. Um, And then with COVID, I think people realized, you know what, if I can work from home, I'd rather do it in, you know, in in solitude (laughs) with trees in in the water uh, than, you know, in the concrete jungle. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely seeing that uh, exodus outside of the GTA, which I think now that things are opening up, we might see a little bit of um, people coming back, but But I think that's going to be backfilled with a lot of new immigrants. Uh, We got almost a half a million new immigrants coming in every year. So uh, it's going to be interesting.
1: It's funny when COVID started. we had this conversation that, okay, there's going to be reasons why people are selling their house. New baby, divorce, you know, can't stand you anymore. Right. Either they love living, they love working from home. So they want a bigger home so they can have an office in it. Or, oh, my God, I hate my house. So I know or it's too big, it's too small. And, you know, because when you're forced to be in that area, you know what you thought was okay when you're forced to live in it nonstop. Right. Then you're like, hmm, let's change the way. And I think that is what a lot is happening. I'm not finding a lot of investors anymore.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, my husband and I, we started to look at investing places to buy and we stopped because we were getting into you know, bidding situations and ours was a want, not a need. And right. the rental market here is so low that we would have to really charge a high, you know, because, of course, I would put a mortgage on it, but we'd we'd have to charge such a high rent increase. And maybe I'm silly or maybe this is from being a single mom with four. But I decided, no, I, mine is a, a want, not a need. Let's okay. leave these houses for those. It's a need. So for sure. we we decided to back out of that market. And to be honest, we're not seeing a lot. I'm not seeing a lot of investors right now.
2: That, and I think the investors are more in the um, you know, in the larger cities, they're buying the condos and so forth. And and I think that's where and, and we're seeing, you know, what we're seeing is a lot of um, renovations, flips, Yeah. you know, they go in um, Put some lipstick on on the place and yep. spruce it up and and flip it within six months and that's that's been a big big trend in the last six months or more more but we're seeing it more and more probably coming to us um and uh, people just buying properties to flip them so nice yeah. nice little niche market so justin you have uh, a few questions uh
0: for yeah, well, I thought we, you know, ended off on a, a fun note. So I'm a social media junkie and I kind of started browsing and I see that someone might be a pretty big football fan, specifically the what? Seattle Seahawks. What? Who? Who? No. <laughs> yes. Seahawks. C- oh Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks. So we're going to do a little rapid fire here. See, test oh, your li- test your knowledge. No. So do we know who won the Super Bowl this year?
1: really the Rams
0: perfect so do you know the name of the stadium where the Seahawks play
1: well they've had many names
0: the most recent so it's it's but new it
1: used to be quest it used to be a century link then it was quest field and right now it's gone from my brain sorry
0: <laughs> lumen field for anyone it.
1: see it's lumen field <laughs> I was testing you <laughs>
0: do you know how many Super Bowls the Seahawks have actually won
1: uh, I know one in 2013 and they screwed up 2014. Don't get me oh, going wow. on that one. I, don't know. <laughs> I can tell you the score of the one in 2013. It was 43 to 8. Oh, but um, uh, yeah, they played Denver. Uh, 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 no, two, I think.
0: It's funny because I actually don't even know the answer. Do you know? I well, what? <laughs> what
1: are you asking me a question for if you don't know the answer? <laughs> And then
0: I guess lastly, who is the best football player of all time? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Jerry Rice? Is it a Seahawks player?
1: You know, um, I have had the privilege of meeting a few football players uh, throughout my career. And I don't know the best football player, but I think the sweetest man... um, humblest man I've ever met in the football industry is Joe Weisman. Oh, huh. he is um, a sweet, sweet man. Um, and you know, he, he, we had long discussions and about everything. And um, like I said, I was very fortunate to meet him. But he did tell me that um, on the break, um, when he broke the leg, right when it snapped, Ooh, yeah. and for the yeah. for the listeners that don't know who he is, if you ever watch the blinds uh, the blind side was sandra bullock um, the the opening credits the quarterback that goes down is actually joe Theismann. and that's the real right. footage from it he said the i can't remember his number 93 the one that caused the damage okay it felt it felt awful for years and years and years oh, and he couldn't he, he couldn't play football for a while um, and so i met Joe, what, five years ago, six years ago? And he said that they are still in contact. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. I think, you know, for that type of thing, um, and I think the best player, I think you got to go back. You know, Steve Largen and the Seahawks was really good. And wow,
0: that's a that's long time. Ooh. You
1: know, and <laughs> you didn't think I knew my football, did you, young man?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, Never. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, you
2: know, okay. The, I agree with that one. Terry, even
1: though I'm not a fan of Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, when the ball is down, you don't lift it up and put it over the the field goal <laughs> to say, Oh, touchdown. You know, that, that one was that one. I won't forget either. And that was what 2009, I think, but yeah, yeah. So that's great. Yeah.
2: That, that See, is I'm, great.
0: A, I'm a Vikings fan. So I'm a Randy Moss guy. Oh,
2: and And I'm a Dan Marino fan, so
1: but you didn't but. ask me who, as a football player, thinks they're the best
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I, I got I have one last question for you. This morning, we had a rate hike by twenty five basis points. How many more rate hikes to the end of the year?
1: To the end of this year? Yes, We're in March. I think
2: we might see two or three more. Really? Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll maybe circle back at the end of the year and do a tally. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Deb, thank you very much for joining us today. It was truly a pleasure. And uh, I think a lot of people listening are going to get a lot of insight on the business and and who you are. And I look forward to seeing you in BC at in one person. of those functions in person. And uh, thanks again.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. It was truly a pleasure and um, look forward to seeing you both soon.
0: All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, that is a wrap for episode two. So we'll catch you on the next one.